I'm singing in my podcast, just singing in my podcast, and I don't know why. If I sang the whole podcast, wait a minute, there's an idea. Ooh, maybe I'll maybe I'll sing a podcast one of these days. The whole thing. You're like, you lost me, Mr. Williams. And I am Mr. Williams. Harlan Williams here. You are on the uh, Harland Highway podcast. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Tell your friends. Don't hog it to yourself because today oh, we're going to be talking about, you ever see the movie Big with Tom Hanks where he becomes a kid again? Guess what? That happened to me. That happened to me and I hope it happens to you because it was a great experience. We're going to talk about me, actually a full-grown man turning into a kid and what a refreshing and wonderful experience it was uh, to do. Also, uh, We're going to talk about something very deadly. Have you ever run out of toilet paper? Well, how about this? A whole country has run out of toilet paper. What a mess. Wait till you hear about that. Also, my Aunt Ruthie is calling in. She doesn't know how to use her cell phone and drive at the same time. She is a disaster waiting to happen. Unbelievable. And then a phone call from one of the pavement pounders where we discuss Adam Carolla right here on the Harland. Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. All right, let's get this sucker going, huh? You're causing a major disturbance on my time. It's the Harland Highway. What's up, brah? If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. This is your fucking wake-up call, man. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. In 30 seconds, you'll be dead. Then I'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes. Um, I'm not available right now, so uh, please leave me a message, and I will get right back to you. Thanks. Hello? Hello? Hello, Holland, is that you? Hello? Hi, Holland, is Sam Ruthie calling from Rochester, New York, and uh, I can't wait to talk to you. I don't, is this you or is this your answering machine? I can't, I don't know, these swell phones, whatever they're called. Listen, I'm driving, Holland. I was driving down to the grocery store to pick up some onions and uh, some Spanish onions, or if you want to call them Mexican onions, uh, Mexican-American onions, whatever they call <laughs> There's my inhaler, good Christ. I just dropped some phlegm on my lap. Anyways, Holland, I was driving down to the store to pick up a Mexican-American onion, and all of a sudden, a giant bird shit landed right on my front window, and I can't see. I can't. My windshield wipers are broken, and there's a big Christ in heaven bird shit on my window. It looks like a fried egg. It's all white around the edges, and then kind of yellow in the middle, just like a delicious fried egg from Denny's. A great big fr- uh, Okay, now somebody's honking at me. Excuse me, I've got a fried egg on my window. Hello? 
I'm a senior citizen. I've got a wheelchair pass on my rearview mirror, and I got a fried egg shit on my window. Okay. Unbelievable. I'll never forget, Harlan. Remember when you were just a little boy? Remember I took you to Denny's for your ninth birthday because they had, if, you, if you're having a birthday and you go into the Denny's, they give you a meal for free. Do you remember that? And I went in and we brought 28 of my girlfriends from the bingo hall. And we all ate for free, and they were so furious. They were so, as if old ladies don't have the right to eat. And they accused me of using you on your nice little birthday with your hair all combed down and your little freckly face. They accused me of using you to get free food for me and all my girlfriends. And you know Agnes, how fat she was. She had about 12 full moon over my hammies. I mean, that fucking pig can just eat like a goddamn pizza. Okay, you know what? I'm talking to my nephew, okay? It was this. Okay, listen to this. Here they go. I'm talking to my nephew about his ninth, about his ninth birthday. There's a fried egg shit on my window. He's, I'm getting accused by Denny's for a full moon over my hammy scam. And all I want to do is get down to the market and buy a Spanish American onion, for Christ's sake. Oh, Holland, this is just, I don't know what to do. How can you call me, please? Please call me and tell me how I scraped this giant pterodactyl shit off my window. It's like a fucking ostrich flew over my car and had fucking diarrhea. And you didn't hear me use the D word, Holland. You know I don't like to use the bad language, but this is like a shit storm all over my window. Like I drove my car through an Arizona shit storm. Okay, you know what over there? You with the fucked up teeth? That, that's right. I, okay. I drove you an ostrich diarrhea shit storm. Okay, Holland, I've got to go. This jackass is fucking me, making me steamed up mad. Call me, baby. Aunt Ruthie loves you. Goodbye, doll. I'm sitting here in a fucking ostrich shit storm, doll. Bye, baby. Wow. Aunt Ruthie. Good Lord. Oh, relatives. What are you going to do? Relatives. We all have them. We all have them. We all got to deal with them. Um, wow. All right. I hope she's okay. Sorry I missed that call, Ruthie. Um, speaking of uh, Aunt Ruthie, and I got nothing. Um, there's, there's no segue from Aunt Ruthie into anything else. It's just, she, she's such a freak. I just, I just got to leave that one right there, I think. Uh, I want to, I want to, uh, segue into a story, though, that, um, that was, uh, that was kind of nice. Um, I was, uh, I was, uh, out and about. I was, uh, visiting another city. I was up in, uh, San Jose, California recently. And I was staying at this hotel, really nice hotel, and from my hotel window, it looked right down onto a park. And in that park, right in the middle of the park, there was this big kind of uh, flat area, and it was full of uh, concrete tiles, gray concrete tiles. And uh, we're talking about a pretty pretty big area, probably the... uh, 
I don't know, the dimensions of, uh, let's say, half the size of an ice rink. No, not that big. Maybe like a quarter of the size of an ice rink. From the blue line down to the goalie net. How about that? And um, in this area, there was, uh, was just a flat a bunch of tiles on the ground. But, but coming up from under the tile were uh, water spouts. Um, there, there was uh, some kind of fountain system underneath the tile. They cut holes in the tile, and water was squirting up. Uh, there was about 22 different uh, spouts squirting up. And uh, I'd say they shot maybe about uh, nine feet into the air. And, you know, they were frothy and bubbly and splashing everywhere. And uh, in and about these uh, these uh, water spouts or geysers or whatever you want to call them were uh, a bunch of kids, a bunch of little kids from like, uh, you know, there were kids that looked like, they, I mean, there were uh, babies around it. There were kids that were three years old. There were kids that were like seven years old. There were kids that were 12 years old. There's even a couple of young teens. And uh, I went down, I went down, I sat in the park, and uh, I just watched. And I watched all these children playing. And um, here, here's some of the sounds. Here's what it sounded like. And uh, as you can hear, laughter, screaming, thrills. And it was such an enjoyable experience sitting here watching these kids. And to know that this was just... Such a simple thing, water squirting out of the ground. And these kids were, were uh, so happy and full of joy and laughing and giggling. And they were so uh, uh, preoccupied with, with such a simple thing. And the water didn't do anything. It just squirted right up nine feet and came crashing down. But it was a constant, you know, blast of water. And the kids would sit on them and put their foot on them and run through them and slap at them and weave in and out of them, try and splash each other. And uh, it was nice to see, you know, I'm so used to seeing kids like on their cell phones today or sitting in front of a computer playing video games. And there they were just being kids, doing what kids really, what we all did as kids. Just finding amusement in the in the most simple things, and spending hours just just engaging in in that in that thing that we found, and uh, it was really nice to see. And also, um, I also enjoyed that it was just free. It was a simple thing out in the park in the middle of the community. People were sitting around on the benches watching the kids. But there was no welcome to Universal Studios, no welcome to Disneyland, no welcome to Knott's Berry Farm. There was no admission price. There was no hook. There was no angle. There was no advertising. It was just water squirting out of the ground in the middle of a public park for free. And people were gathered around and people were throwing balls for their dogs and some people even brought their dogs into the uh, into the middle of the water, and the dogs would be biting at the water, spurting out. 
And it was really interesting, and it was all cultures of kids. It was white kids, it was Asian kids, it was uh, Latino kids, it was black kids, it was everybody. Everybody was just running around <laughs> in this water and uh, enjoying themselves immensely. And I was sitting there enjoying just watching. I was like, uh, you know what? This is amazing. This is uh, this. This is, uh, you know, just innocent and, and youthful and, and beautiful. And I, I loved watching the expressions on the kids. I liked seeing how they would uh, behave. Some of them were aggressive. Some of them ran through the, the water spouts, smashed through them. Some of them were punching at them. And then other kids were uh, very trepidatious and would walk right up to them very slowly and and be apprehensive about the water and a little nervous. And then uh, another little girl, just beautiful little girl, in a, a, like a spring skirt, a little dress, uh, covered with a, a pattern of turquoise flowers. And this cute little girl, uh, she stayed in her dress. She, she, she had no shoes or socks on. And she was kind of dancing. She was twirling through through the 22 water spouts. She wasn't running through them and getting wet, but she was just weaving in and out of them, twirling around, her dress twirling around. She was twirling around in circles and just, a, just lost in her own little world. Beautiful smile on her face. Just twirling around, and then the color of the dress and the pattern on it, 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 it was... I don't know. It was always, almost like watching. Uh, sometimes you see a movie, and it was like a a nymph or a like a a fairy or something, like just like swirling out of nowhere, and it was almost mesmerizing to watch. It was very just a beautiful moment. And so uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm watching all this, and I'm I'm starting to think, man, I remember when I was a kid, and I loved this kind of stuff, and Boy, I wish I could get in there and do what they're doing and blah, blah, blah. And then I started thinking about, well, why the hell am I saying this? And I kind of looked around, and I could see a lot of adults sitting around. I'm like, I could tell they were kind of yearning to get in there, too. And uh, and it, it, it made me uh, just go, you know what? Who cares how old I am? Who cares uh, who I am, what I do, blah, blah, blah. I'm just a human being like uh, those kids. I'm an older version of those kids. I was that kid once. You know what I did? I took my shoes and socks off, rolled up my pants, and I just ran right in there with those kids. <laughs> I got my uh, my wife beater shirt on. I got my, uh, my uh, track pants on. I got my baseball cap on, and I'm just in I go, man. And I just step into that that world. I step into that world with those kids. And uh, man, oh man, was it fun! I just I just stayed in there for uh, I must have been in there half an hour, maybe an hour. And I just said, "Screw it, screw it! I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm going in, man." And uh, it was a beautiful, moving experience for me, and uh, you know what? It, it made me uh, get poetic. 
And so if you'll indulge me here for just another minute or two, and then we'll move on. I wrote a little poem about the experience. And uh, let me read it. Let me uh, read the poem and uh, share my thoughts about that moment when I decided to become a little kid again. I saw some children playing, and I wondered where was I. Each delighted scream and laugh made me think of days gone by. They splashed in the public fountain, cool water on their skin. I sat there and I smiled, and something stirred from deep within. Why was I on the sidelines, watching all the fun, while the children danced and frolicked, wet skin shining in the sun? Their eyes were full of wonder, innocence, and joy, and here I sat, a full-grown man, longing to be a little boy. I wanted to be in there with them, jumping, splashing, running. Memories of my childhood inside my head were humming. A little girl in a flowered dress twirled through the spray. A tiny boy stared at the water and could not look away. They danced and dashed and kicked and crashed, and through my mind my boyhood flashed. And suddenly I was longing to be back there again, just a little Harlan playing out there with them. But I was old and they were young, and now my time was gone. I didn't fit in. I'm an adult now, and adults don't belong. And as I watched this moment, so magical and free, I realized that the boy had never left and still lived inside of me. My shoes came off, my socks were gone, my pants rolled up, my spirit strong. I stood up from that park bench and strolled into the fray, the water all around me as I entered yesterday. And now I was among them, a child once again. I'd thrown off adulthood and gone around the bend. The fountain sprayed my clothes and drenched my aging skin. And yes, I felt just like the boy that one time I had been. I smiled and laughed and marveled as water dripped from my hair. I frolicked amongst those children. I didn't have a care. Such a simple pleasure, such a marvelous find, to step into that frothy fountain and turn back the hands of time. And for the briefest moment, I shunned the rules that we've made. The man became a boy again, and he went outside and played. There you go. Simple moment, simple thing, inspired the child within me. And uh, I hope that uh, someday you are confronted with that. In fact, maybe it steps into your life every day. And it's a little reminder that... uh, You know, don't be afraid to play. Don't be afraid to be that kid. Don't be afraid to uh, act silly and and have fun. And be damned the adults standing around judging. Because once you make that step, once you become the kid, it doesn't matter. You block all that out. So don't be afraid to take your shoes off. Take your socks off and jump back in time and be a kid again. Just like I am 
every time I do this podcast. <laughs> yeah, have you figured it out yet? <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Um, let's move on, man. This is a Harland Highway news alert. News alert. Venezuela running out of toilet paper. Yeah, that's the headline, man. Out of Venezuela. You know, it seems that that country runs dry on uh, products and produce uh, from time to time. And it looks like they've, uh, they've run out of toilet paper. People are lining up for toilet paper. Holy God. That that's a little scary. You kind of take toilet paper for granted, don't you, gang? I mean, uh, think about it. What would you do if you had no toilet paper? I mean, uh, you would start improvising, right? Suddenly, uh, that that paper in your in your in your uh, printer would be missing. Hey, man, I was gonna print up my boarding pass. Where is it? Oh, sorry, man. I just flushed that about half an hour ago. You did what? Yeah, I had to wipe, so like I had to use like the toilet paper in the uh, printer. Oh Christ! Uh, now, now that you mention it, I have to go. Is there any other paper around? Well, I got a nice poster on the wall of my bedroom. What kind? It's like a Star Trek poster. Are you telling me I'm gonna have to wipe my bottom with Captain James T. Kirk's face? Yeah, and watch out for Spock, cause he got them pointy ears and shit. Oh Christ! I mean, you'd have to start ripping wallpaper off your house. Oh, God, I gotta go. Somebody stripped the living room. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what are you gonna do? Oh, my God, I gotta go. Where's the paper? I'm sorry, Alice. We've stripped the whole house. There's no paper left. Open your wallet. What for? Give me a $20 bill quickly. Now, that's an expensive wipe, Alice. Just give me the 20. Oh, my God. You'd have to start using money. Can you imagine uh, how trees would look? Oh, my. What a beautiful winter day. Um, it's not winter, dear. Well, there's no leaves on the trees. It must be winter. Yeah, we had diarrhea last week, remember? Oh, my God. No. Oh, my goodness. No. Oh, oh, Charles Nelson. Oh, oh, diarrhea. (laughs) I mean, where where would the books go in your house? And now I would like to say grace from the Holy Bible, chapter 17, Corinthians, verses 12. Where the hell is... What? Where the hell is the pages from my Bible? Whoops, sorry. David? Sorry. I had to go. God made me go. I'm sorry. Don't blame me. God made me have to go. I mean, think of it. Cities would be stripped of their, their foliage. There'd be no, no leaves around anywhere. I mean, books, magazines, newspapers, billboards. What would people do? So forget about stockpiling your water and stockpiling uh, canned goods. Forget about your guns. Forget about your your loaded guns. Man, build a a tool shed and fill it full of butt wipe, man. 
because who knows? Suddenly, uh, you know, you're out of socks. Oh, my feet are freezing. Where are all my socks? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I had to wipe. Oh, oh, oh. And poor Venezuela, man. I mean, could it happen to a worse country? I mean, let's face it. They got that kind of sassy, spicy South American cuisine. I mean, it's not like they're living in Kansas where it's just like meat and potatoes, comfort food. They got like salsa and hot sauce and they got chili peppers, ranchito sauce. I mean, they're they're fired up down there, man. Maybe that's why they're out of toilet paper. These people are like little walking volcanoes. They're all puckered up all day, man. Maybe they use double or triple the... The butt wipe we use. Maybe they gotta change the old, uh, the old fancy fiesta diet. Woo! I mean, that's what they sound like when they go to the bathroom, isn't it? <laughs> wow. So you know what? Don't take the little things for granted. Gurgles and finurdle blurgans. Um, yeah. The old butt wipe. Uh, be careful. And uh, for God's sakes, go out and buy a few slats full. Forget about going to the uh, corner store. Get down to, like, uh, one of those bulk buy places. Rent a forklift and just drive like a couple of pallets home to your house. Stack them. Stack them the way they stack the shelves at Home Depot. Just, Jim, what's that in your living room? Oh, don't go in there. That's my piles of toilet paper. (laughs) So there you go, man. If you're planning a trip to Venezuela, here's your packing list. Three pairs of socks four pairs of underpants, three pairs of jeans, two shirts, and 19 rolls of butt wipe. Have a great trip. See you next. because I'm a big fan of yours and I listen to you on the Adam Carolla podcast network or his uh, Ace Broadcasting and I listen to your channel obviously Uh, and I just was curious if Adam is that hard to you off air. uh, He seems to be a little rough with you uh, maybe jokingly uh, you know maybe it's, it's between you two it's an inside joke you guys are cool with it uh, but he always, you know, gives you a hard time about making bird noises. And so I just thought I'd ask and see what the story was with that. Um, if you guys, are, if you both are kind of in on the joke, if you're just hamming it up a little, or if he really just gives you that hard of a time. But um, anyways, uh, I'm a big fan of yours and Adam, so just would be interested in hearing about that. Thank you. And uh, by the way, you're really funny, so keep it up. Thanks.
Well, hey now, thanks for the phone call. And uh, yeah, uh, me and Adam, uh, we've been uh, friends for a long time. I I actually used to do uh, Adam's show way back in the day when he did uh, Loveline. And he had his own TV show, and uh, we, we've we've been we've been connected for a long time. And um, what happened with Adam is um, early on when I did one of his radio shows, I believe when he was over on CBS on terrestrial radio there for a number of years, when he took over for um, uh, Howard Stern on CBS radio. Um, one day I, I did his show and I did a bunch of bird noises because you know me. I like to crack him out now and then. Ah! You know, who doesn't like a good but wake up in the morning, do a bird noise. Ah! Ah! <whistles> right? Clear the pipes out. So I did it once for Adam and I guess he got a kick out of it or he loved it or he just thought I was a moron and thought I would look like a fool doing them. Which I don't, right? Ah! Um, so anyways, every time I'd go back to do Adam's shows, and I, you know, I'd do them, uh, you know, three, four, five times a year as podcasters, radio show, whatever, he, he, he'd ask me to do the bird noises. And the first two or three times, I was like, okay, fun, I love to do bird noises. But then I was like, every time I went back, he's like, do the bird noises. And then I started getting a little bit annoyed with it. And I'm like, let's switch gears here. Okay, we've covered the bird noise thing. Been there, done that. And so then I started doing them a little bit reluctantly. And then I got to the point where I just told him no. He'd ask for them. If you go listen to all the podcasts we've done together, I've probably been on his podcast like 10 times or more. Um, you'll see, I start to dissent as we go along and I get to the point where I'm just like, no, I'm not doing the stupid bird calls. We've done it. We've burnt it out. I'm bored with it. The audience is bored with it. But really, are you? Ah! Who could be bored with that? But I got sick of doing it. So I just told him no. And now he doesn't bug me. He still bugs me to do it, but I, I refuse. I just, I say, no, I'm not doing it. I tell him right on the air. <laughs> it's kind of like a, now that's become the thing. And uh, yes, Adam does give me a hard time on the air, but, but uh, you know, Adam wouldn't have me on the show if he didn't like me. And, uh, and it's a little bit of a patter between us. If you listen to the shows, I give it right back to him. I give him back the jazz. And on some shows, it probably sounds like he's horning me more than I'm horning him. But on other shows, it sounds like I'm horning him more. So, um, you know, it's it's kind of a give and take. And we kind of do it to have fun. Adam and I are friends. He he's comes up to my house to watch UFC and hang out. And I've been to his house for Super Bowl and... And uh, we're not like daily day-to-day buddies, but uh, we're friends, man. I, I consider Adam a friend, and uh, and he's a, he's a really good guy, and we have a really uh, nice relationship. So uh, we do we do jab each other on the air. It's just kind of for fun because uh, you know it's the kind of place when you're when you're on a talk show or a radio show. It's like I do it with Conan when I go on Conan show or Letterman or Leno. I, we we kind of like tease each other, and it, it's kind of a mutual respect thing. 
I don't think Adam would poke at me if he didn't think I could come back at him. You know what I mean? And uh, sometimes I'll just lay there and I'll go, you know what? I'm going to let Adam have this one. I'm going to let Adam get the laugh. It's like a sharing thing when you're doing comedy or when you're when you're kind of being a team, doing an interview or whatever. Sometimes you got to know when to move in for the kill and take over. And sometimes you just got to lay back and I'm going to let the, uh, the host shine here. He, he got me. That was a good one. I could come back. But I'll come back on the next one. And so sometimes I play dumb. Sometimes I just uh, let it wash over me. And other times I don't. So it's a bit of a dance. It's a bit of a, it's not choreographed. It's not planned. But it's just a mutual respect thing. It's kind of a back and forth. And it's fun. It's it's almost like a, a verbal joust. You ever see those guys in the Olympics who put the uh, masks on their face and look like giant house flies? there's you know birds flies any flying thing i'll make the noise there's a helicopter not even uh, a natural flying thing okay enough but uh it's like those sword guys you know when when you get on the air with conan or adam or letterman or leno or whoever it's like a little sword dance. You go back and forth. You have fun. But you, you never, you rarely put one right through the heart. It's poking and stabbing and jumping back and forth. And uh, hopefully you can do it in a mutually respectful and fun way. And, and that's my thing with Adam. Although I do refuse to do bird calls anymore on his show. Because uh, you know me. I, I just, you know, I like to move on, man. Keep it fresh. <laughs> Flack. All right, get out of here. So there you go. There you go. And uh, holy smokes, speaking of keeping it fresh, um, how about this? I think I told you guys I, uh, I have a sponsor now for a little while, which is, uh, which is great. And it's actually a product I like. And I'm, I'm going to you know make a little bit of money for my podcast, which just remember, I haven't made a cent in four years. Okay. Uh, I don't have sponsors. I've never had a sponsor. And I always said I'd only have a sponsor if I thought it was cool. And uh, this is a product that I've, I actually own and like. And uh, check it out. This is TiVo. Uh, before TiVo, watching TV was weirdly hard. You could only watch a show at a time at a certain time. And if you missed it or even part of it, you had to wait for it in reruns. TiVo changed all of that. And while other DVRs exist, they're not as cool as TiVo because if you have key cable, TiVo lets you watch your shows wherever you want. Uh, the TiVo screen, you can you can watch the, the TiVo screen, stream, not scream, the TiVo screen. Ah! The TiVo stream you can watch on your iPad or all over your house. Uh, you can transfer your favorite recordings and take them with you. You can watch them on an airplane waiting in line at the DMV, the dentist's office, at the funeral parlor, wherever you want. Uh, only TiVo searches both cable and web to find any movie, any show, any video at the press of a button. Okay? So, uh, folks, check out the old TiVo, man. That That's my, that's my sponsor. I like them. And uh, I'm happy to uh, endorse them. I think that's a cool 
product that we have in our technological world. So there you go. How about that? You've just been sponsored, players. I just sponsored your asses. Oh, yeah. But like I said, I think it's something good. I, I, I wouldn't dump something on you that I didn't dig myself. So there you go. Um, what can I tell you? What else can I tell you, gang? Huh? Check out uh, my website, my uh, harlowwilliams.com website, or uh, go to my TiVo site. Um, not TiVo. What am I talking about? My YouTube site. My uh, new YouTube site, YouTube backslash Harland Williams. And join my, subscribe to my YouTube uh, page. We are doing every Monday a new episode of Fishlang. It's pronounced Fishlang. It's a crazy new stunt show, the most incredible stunts you have ever seen in your life. I mean, these are life-threatening, mind-bending stunts. Unreal. Don't try them at home. Fishlang! Um, and, uh, you are, you are just going to go berserk for these things. Um, so please check about, um, let's see, what was the last, I think, uh, I think we have, uh, the latest one and it's called, uh, drive through fly through. And this time we go through a drive through like burger joint and we order a crap ton of food, pay them the money. And before they can hand them the food, wait till you hear this, we burn their ass. We floor it and take off. We pay for all the food, like 30, 40 bucks worth of food, and take out. We don't even take the food. Unbelievable. What a stunt. Check out Fishlang. Check out HarlanWilliams.com. Check out our store, um, the uh, HarlanWilliams.com uh, store. We have movies, books, CDs, T-shirts, everything you want right there. Um, join me on Twitter at Harland Williams. And, uh, if you do that, you'll get, uh, Fishlang will be sent to you at your uh, Twitter account and you can watch it there. Uh, well, I'm everywhere. Um, and, uh, that's it. If you're, if you're listening in Canada, my hometown of Canada, my new sitcom hits the airwaves on June 24th. It's a Monday. My new sitcom package deal. I know I announced it earlier this year, but they changed the uh, release date. So now it's June 24th, Monday at 8.30, package deal. Uh, and it's going to be good. I think the uh, the pilot episode is, uh, is uh, wow, I don't even know what it is. But it's going to be good. So check it out. And, uh, and that's it, man. That's all we got for today. Um. Be good, keep being a kid, keep listening to the Harland Highway, tell your friends, and until next time, don't forget to wipe chicken chow mein, baby!